Oh, are you feeling sleepy yet? Nothing like a good lullaby. I don't know if you find this. I do at times, especially with the light and the heat, because when you wake up early and the sun's up, it's hard to go back to sleep sometimes. But spring and summer months can make sleep feel less possible, impossible sometimes, with other, everything from heat to noisy late night stuff going on. If you have your windows open, bird songs in the morning, early sunrises. A lot of studies have shown that our sleep changes for the worse when springs arrive, spring arrives. Um, and of course, being stressed about it never helps. So we thought we'd go get some advice. So Cox Tango is a sleep therapist and registered respiratory therapist at Clinical Sleep Solutions in Vancouver. And he joins me now. Welcome back. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Glad to be back. So is this indeed true? I've read the studies. I, I gather it is, but that we uh, we don't sleep as well when the days start to get uh, longer and warmer and the nights start to get shorter and hotter. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the first challenge that we encounter in sleep is really this whole idea of springing forward. I mean, we artificially create a sleep problem in our society by changing our, our time clock and advancing it forward. So we're already creating a deficiency at that point. But then when you start to introduce other factors that we can't control, such as, you know, increased period of light during the nighttime. So like even right now, it's 930-ish at night and we still get some semblance of light. And, I, and I'm sure as we get into the summer, up to 10 o'clock at night, we're still getting bright lights. And you know, the way our body internal clock works is that we, we actually start to get sleepy when it gets dark because the darkness facilitates the production of melatonin in our, in our body. But when we start to now uh, still uh, introduce some sunlight, it actually prevents that melatonin from building up and therefore our ability to, to main, or to start to get sleepy starts to get affected and that becomes a problem. Then you start to bring it into the morning where you're sleeping late because you're, the sunlight's up late, but then early morning, 5.30 in the morning, the sun is up, and it's great. I mean, for, for most people, it's great to have that much sunlight, but then if you think about the sleep cycle by itself, by nature, then uh, again, our melatonin is suppressed, and as a result of that, we're waking up earlier, and, and then we actually have less total amount of sleep during the, the nighttime. I guess heat as well probably plays some kind of role. Heat and noise, because I know often we have the windows sure. open in the in the summer, and then there's it's warmer, it's louder. Yeah, the body temperature is is key. I mean, the the head is the hottest part of, part of our body, and in order to actually get a and maintain a good night's sleep, you have to have a cool temperature uh, as far as your head is concerned. But when you start to introduce it to the rest of your body as well it creates such discomfort that it creates an arousal event. And when you're starting to get aroused in the middle of the night because of these discomforts and whether it's noise or whether it's the heat, then of course that disruption now affects your total sleep time. And that again affects your total sleep quality. It begs the inevitable question, what should one do to counter some of this? Well, I think a lot of it is the the most obvious based on what we've already talked about. If you can have blind out, uh, blackout blinds, that will be most helpful, especially for people who do shift work uh, and, and have to sleep during the day as well. Like th those things can help tremendously uh, to have proper cooling systems, whether it's air conditioning or a, a, a good fan in your in your room, that would be very helpful as well. And just to be, Sleep in a cool, uh, comfortable, um, 
like clothing, I think that would be most helpful. And and once you get to to those at, at the again the more controllable things that you can do, that should at least get you a better chance of a good night's sleep. And what are some of those controllable things? Because we've talked about them in the past. There's clearly the ways of you know if it's light out, you probably shouldn't be looking at your phone in bed, for instance, or you know trying trying to set yourself up for uh, for a successful night's sleep involves some routines you should probably stick to no matter how light it is yeah it it really all comes back down to having an adequate sleep time meaning the total amount of sleep that you want to achieve should be regulated to to a certain number that's conducive to to achieving a good night's sleep but then maintaining a good sleep schedule is key and so when you think about the time to bed and time to wake you try to keep that consistent as much as you can and then when you start to introduce technology especially for for kids as we get into the summertime the biggest problem with sleep are actually with teenagers because now they they feel like oh i don't have to go wake up early for class and therefore they're going to sleep late and so they're not going to maintain their schedule but introducing it to that is maybe added video time added video game time or using the phones and tablets you try to avoid all of those because, again, those may delay even further the, the time that you get to bed because of the bright lights that they emit. I realize one of the things you probably should never do is get too anxious about not sleeping. There are some times when mm-hmm. it is warm, um, you know, the light, lights up, you're not as tired as you thought, or you wake up earlier than you hope to, can't go back to sleep. I guess one of the keys is not to get too too anxious about it because that that must that seems like it probably is a self defeating self defeating emotion. Exactly, and 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 one of the biggest challenges is when you are anxious about sleep, and, and because most of us still obviously unlike the the teenagers, we still have to get to work. We still have a schedule that we need to meet, and when you start to get anxious, you start to clock watch, and so these are things that you want to avoid, and in fact. Avoiding to uh, knowing that what time you have to wake up is important, but to actually have a clock in front of you to, that gives you the ability to keep looking at it every hour thinking, okay, it's been an hour. I haven't slept. Now it's two hours. I still haven't slept. And by the time you get to four hours, what you're now thinking is I only have four hours left before I have to get to work. So you want to avoid those things because now it now doesn't become just this psychological factor but just it becomes an emotional factor. You, you start to now get all riled up and your body, your adrenaline starts to kick in. And you really want to avoid any situation like that because you really can't get yourself down from that in a given period of time that will be, uh, that'll allow you to achieve that good night or good time of sleep during the day, or during the evening. What's what's your take on aids on sleep aids like melatonin for instance? There's lots out there that that say they mm-hmm. can help you. What what do you recommend to people who are looking for a little helping hand when it comes to uh, comes to sleeping? Well, melatonin is is very helpful as long as you do it in the right way or use it in the right way. People often misconstrue that melatonin. Oops, I may have just lost Cox. No worries. Cox Tango is a sleep therapist here in Vancouver. We've been talking about uh, sleeping in the summer and in the spring in this hot temperatures. Um, and we just, uh, we'll try and catch up with, oh, we have him back. There he is. See, yeah. we thought you lost yes. you there, but here you are again. No, no. Here I am. No worries yeah. about that. We were just talking about, uh, we were talking about sleep aids in general. I mean, I guess melatonin is one of them, but there are many. Uh, and just yes. what your advice is for people who are looking for a helping hand when it comes to, to getting a night's rest. 
No, so for melatonin, it is naturally produced in our body. So what we want to do is take it at the right times, conducive to our natural sleep patterns. People often misconstrue melatonin like a sleeping pill. But if you took melatonin in the middle of the day, you're not going to feel sleepy. What you do is you take it within your natural cycles, and it helps boost the amount of melatonin to allow you to maintain sleep during the night. So taking it at the right times and taking it at the right doses are, are very key. But it's more of an aid rather than an actual sedative that you would imagine a sleeping pill to be. And I guess there are some definitely, I mean, I was reading up a bit on this, there are definitely some dietary alcohol do's and don'ts if you're having trouble sleeping. Exactly. So people, all, again, misconstrue alcohol as, okay, it can be a sleep aid because I'm going to get drowsy and I'll fall asleep. But actually, when alcohol starts to break down in our body in the middle of the night and sugars are produced, it actually creates arousal events for us. So we actually don't sleep as well as a result of it. So to avoid you know, consuming alcohol, obviously everything in moderation, but as, uh, avoiding it to, to actually become a sleep aid is, is key and just take it in moderation for casual use. And at what point in your sleeplessness, because I know during the pandemic, a lot of people suffered from insomnia just with the stress and the change of routine and so on. But at what point these days in your sleeplessness should you consider consulting someone uh, who knows more about this? I think, you know, obviously there's acute forms of sleep disorders that are out there. And, and when you're starting to get into a cycle where it's affecting your ability to perform during the day and you can't get out of it, I think it's very important to consult a, a professional because when you start to have sleep problems and you start to have self, self-help kind of mechanisms that you really don't know what you're doing and you're grasping at straws, you can actually be ruining your sleep more than you're helping it. And as a result, when you start to ruin your sleep for an extended period of time, thinking you are doing the right thing, and, but you're actually doing the wrong thing, it's harder to correct later on. So let's just say if it's a weak period of time, you haven't been able to correct it, maybe it is something that you want to really start to investigate and talk to your doctor and maybe even uh, have you referred to a sleep specialist for that. Well, summer is always a nice time of year, but it does sometimes cause some complications. In my case, it's mostly just because when you wake up on a Sunday morning and it's beautiful out, you don't roll over and go back to bed. You get up and you want to go enjoy. So, uh, Cox Tango, as always, thank you so much for your time tonight. Great advice. Thank you so much for having me and I always enjoy being here.